every story, even the dream ones, and even the stuff that's like 100% manifestation, you're not not manifesting, even if you're going through some bullshit. And I just think it's like really great to remember because we're such like a media saturated culture that like, if you're going through something, like let it make you great. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realize it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. everybody. Hello, friends. It's your gal pals, Linz and, and Krista. Krista. <laughs> Krista. Does anyone call you crispy? Everyone Krista? in high school called me crispy because oh, of my tan. Oh, that's cute. Oh. Krispy Kreme, too. Mm. Some, there was one kid, his name is JP, and he called me Krispy Kreme. Why? Because you were just Cause I was white and fat. smooth? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was always covered in Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any cool nicknames. It was like Sim Sick. Maybe <laughs> like, like Sick. Yeah, it was like, is she sick? Sim Sick. Oh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're like, whatever, don't hate me because you ain't me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was sassy when I was little. I was such a what was good I? kid. It was, was a like fucking a annoying. Yeah, dude. I don't like fo- rule followers. Oh, That's I actually like one of my things in life. I don't like when rule I was little. followers. I was a shusher. They bore me. Oh, you were. I was like, because I didn't want people talking over important shit. Yeah. I was like, shh. Now I don't like, now I now I kind of agree with shushers because it's fucking rude when people yeah, are just like, I, I yeah, was been. annoying. I know. It's probably annoying. Though. Yeah. You were like hands up in the air. You're like one, one finger <laughs> sitting or, or I would just standing point, erect. I'd point to like Get Josh Lee. Trouble? I'm like, Josh Lee. No, I wouldn't. Josh Lee. Um, was he the bad one? No, it was actually Joe Bree. There was a kid named J.D. Krebs. That was the bad one. Oh, really? I didn't like him. He made fun of my routine. Usually I got sat next to them. You know how you had assigned oh, seating? Oh, yeah, on purpose. Oh, I cried one time. To balance it out. Yeah, I cried one time. I was like, I can't sit next to him because one, he liked You'll me. You'll catch it. And I didn't And I didn't like boys. Yeah. It freaked me out. Yeah. You, know? you still don't. Still don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is my coming out episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, actually, it's a real special treat. <laughs> Real special treat. Uh, <laughs> um, this is a really, really good one, guys. This is for all the boss babes, for anyone interested in living well and building a brand and building a business in um, the wellness space and the wellness industry. We have the CEO, editor-in-chief, or co-founder, editor-in-chief of the Chalkboard Mag, Suzanne Hall. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. She's so smart. She's so well-spoken. And this is just a really fun episode to talk about the journey of creating the Chalkboard Mag, um, the brand aesthetics, really building it to what it is today, which is a 
huge, huge brand. Yeah. And as we near the new year, we wanted to know Suzanne's you know, favorite trends of this past year, what trends she feels are going to be the next big thing in 2018, which trends she's like real happy to see go. And also just like talking to her about the evolution of the industry um, since she first started uh, the online mag in 2012. So much has changed. And what we love about Chalkboard is that it's just providing like a really positive, motivational space for people to go to access all of these trends that a lot of them are so inaccessible in a way because they're so complicated Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it I think Chalkboard Mag really makes it sexy, stylish, fun. So we talk a lot about that and and the branding and Suzanne's mission with that. So we know you'll love this conversation, super fun. And I know you'll learn a lot. And especially as we head into 2018, you will want the notebook so you can write down a lot of the products and the practices and all of that. So enjoy this episode with Suzanne Hall. Join our secret Facebook group. Let us know what you think. We love you guys. Love you guys. We're excited for you to listen to this one and make sure to connect with the chalk pad. Chalk. Can you talk? (laughs) Chalk board. The chalk pad. Make sure. (laughs) It's the chalk pad. It's the back end of it. (laughs) It's for the baddies. It's for the rebels. The chalkboard mag, which is one of my favorites. So enjoy guys. Love you. Shouty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it's a tea pain. Do we sound like tea pain? Talk to me. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that tea pain, like everyone loved him and then hated him? I don't really know that narrative. Well, because okay, of so tiny. What was this song, Buy You a Drink? So tea pain was really big, Buy You a Drink. He's the one that like everyone believed kind of started auto tune. And oh. then everyone started to hate auto tune. And he. And hated on him, and he was like suicidal for a while. But oh, now T-Pain. everyone uses auto tune. Isn't that sad? The thing is, I love extreme auto tune, but the fake auto tune, I'm like, why? What's, I a, know. what's an extreme auto tune? I think T like you know, is. like yeah, like yeah. styled auto tune, like ow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then when some girl is like, here I am, I'm the new singer. I'm like, no, yeah, that's not. yeah, that's auto tune. That's not okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're fake. Who uses auto tune? That's a every girl. single. Yeah, person. everyone. Totally, exactly. That's what's up. Everyone. Then Which you is, have to see them live. To kind yes. of prove, you know what I mean? Yes. What's the best concert you've ever seen live? That's a good question because my husband's a huge music buff. Mm. And recently we went on a deep rabbit hole on the Michael Jackson. And I was like, I think I forgot about this. Mm. And oh then I, I was That's like- I feel about Prince. Yeah. Like, yo, what the hell? And I feel like like I didn't see Mariah when she was in her prime. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's too late. So it's yo, too no, late, no, no, girl. Vegas. Vegas. Oh, did you see? Christmas show. But also, Mid-December. I, I mean, too late. Like Too late. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the too voice. late. Yeah. <laughs> too late. I'm also like a love... It's like con- with Britney. Yeah. It's too late. It's too late. I, I feel like I haven't seen a really, really... Like, my dream shows. I've kind of missed them over because I'm a little... What's the right word? Like, I want to go, but I'm like... Where's the red carpet and the cheese plate? I'm totally. not good at being like. Totally. Let's don't get want in to stand there. in lines. Yeah, like don't. You're like, like when general you're single, mission, barf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or when you're single, you're like, let's show up general mission, and then mm-hmm. of course we'll like make it to the VIP area. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm married, so now I'm like, oh, that's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, you can't, can't be like, can't flirt with the security. I'd be like, how can we get in? I'm like, I'm with him. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so you're what like, he does, you're holding I me back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how it is. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Me? Yeah. Um, Backstreet Boys. Oh, oh yeah. Hands yeah. I was talking about that. Insync. When we went to Insync, I would cry my eyes out. Oh, I was bawling. Uh, bawling. AJ touched my hand. <gasps> thought. You know when you think- You like were when, front row? 
Um, it was so she at the Backstreet Boys concert, like, flew over they you. had like this uh, bridge, <laughs> and he reached out. But we were still. It was great seats. My dad, your dad, my our dad. dad's probably spent so much angels from money. heaven. Oh my dad my had God. so much fun though. Great he's like, dad. it was so fun. It's so entertaining. Oh, he sent my mom. Yeah. Oh, your mom went. Oh, my dad went. I don't want my mom to come. <laughs> Oh my He's God. Like, oh. What he did was, he wear? He like, That's what I want to know. What did you wear? You know what he wore? A polo oh, short sleeve polo and khaki shorts. <laughs> I wore um, bell bottoms sneakers. From Limited 2 with leopard <gasps> patches and a black tight ripped Whoa. shirt. From Limited 2? Yeah. You were trying to It was get like him. the only Limited 2 outfit my mom let me get. Because she's like, otherwise, gap. Oh, I was Limited 2 so all day. Cute. I had like blow up furniture. She thought it was slutty. Limited 2 like- Girl. You were in there. I was. I spent every dollar. Can we bring back blow up furniture? Mm -hmm. Chalkboard. Come on. My home is on the chalkboard. (laughs) My home is already organic sustainable rubber furniture. (laughs) 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 Organic rubber. It's stunning. You should really see it. (laughs) My kitchen. Throw a little rubber. Throw pillow over it. Should we tell our babes who's with us tonight? No. <laughs> Keep it a secret. Yes. <laughs> Can you guess? <laughs> so excited, guys. Yeah. Suzanne Hall, co-founder, editor-in-chief of the Chalkboard Mag, is Girl. here. And she is drinking all the tea. She's dabbing the little tea bag. Yeah, we're dabbing. She's amazing. She is mm. an icon. And we are so excited to talk to her about her journey, entrepreneurship, creating a brand, creating a business, what's going on in the wellness space right now, some of the trends, because you know all of them. So yeah, let's take it back to the starting of the Chalkboard Mag. So where were you? So Press Juicery was obviously around and then Chalkboard. Can you tell us about like your story and how it fits within that? I can. Once upon a time. No, um, (laughs) I'm really getting into the tea dabbing. I know, it's it's very like... Meditative. meditative. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to murder me. <laughs> I'm like making knots. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yes, as you mentioned, Press Juicery, the chalkboard is a part of Press Juicery, which I feel like is very much like a 50-50 thing. People either come to the chalkboard and they're like, what? You're part of Press Juicery? Or they're like, you know, mainlining Press Juicery and they're like, duh, you know, chalkboard's part of that family. So Yeah, we're part of Press Juicery, always have been. And really, the kind of origin story of the chalkboard is Press Juicery in year one was a very small um, juice brand in Brentwood, California. We had one little juice closet, as we lovingly call it. Super cute first um, green juice story. And literally... My husband and I had just moved back to LA, um, just got married, and I met the Press Juicery kids, the Press Juicery founders. And it was probably like days or weeks after the founders stopped making juices themselves, (laughs) you know, like making the juice and selling the juice. Mm -hmm. What were you doing at that time? And well, when my husband and I moved back to LA, that was kind of how this opportunity came about. He was like, what are you going to do? What do you want to do? Like, do do something fun. Like, find Mm -hmm. something that you like the world is your oyster kind of like what do you want to do what a hubby mm-hmm. I know. What a he is literally the best yeah. um but i i always think this is fun and funny looking back at it i stumbled into press juicery really like randomly except we know that's not a real thing when random things happen mm-hmm. but and i really liked the founders they really have a vibe to this day and i really liked press juicery still a vibe to this day and i i just remember telling my husband like these kids are making green juice sexy. This is the thing. And it's so hard to like backdate your knowledge and remember 
what it was like. What year mm. was this? Like green juice was not sexy then, which is kind of hard to imagine because it's the whole wellness space is so sexy and fashion oriented and stuff. But it was not really that hyped at that time. So anyway, I was like, wow, you know, they're pulling, putting an LA spin on something where health and wellness was already very much a passion of mine. Kind of my um, through kind of the through line for me is making things that are good for people, like attractive to them. So when I saw a green juice company trying to kind of put like this beautiful LA style onto what they were doing, I was super interested. And it wasn't long before one of the founders decided that we should start like a blog for Press Juicery, pretty much. You know, and that's what we, we kind of started the... That was kind of the original attention for the chalkboard was kind of to be Press Juicery's blog. That was the juice cleanse heyday. Not mm. that it's ever over. And I have a lot to say about that. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, we were really juice cleanse facing at that time. So you have all these needs, all, you know, when you're on a mm-hmm. juice cleanse, it's very different from like, I'm going to pick up a juice and I don't need much from you. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm. When you're on a juice cleanse, you're like, I need support. So it's yeah. day two. And yeah. This is what's happening with me. It's just this holistic experience. So between that and kind of the like LA lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of surrounded the brand, there was this, to me, there was like this immediate template that I kind of saw of what this, blog could be. And as we mentioned just when I began talking to you guys, it's very it was just very timely. And I say to literally everyone, because it's just the most succinct way to, pay, to say it, I just feel like they didn't understand how caffeinated I was when they decided to <laughs> build a blog with me. I just... it's It was so kind of serendipitously per, a perfect vehicle for me. Um, you know, something... I always say that the chalkboard's kind of uh, fashion adjacent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Um, design is really important important to me in the way we, pre- we present what we do. And then just really getting in there though on that hardcore wellness information and presenting it in a way that is aspirational to people. More and more so now, I feel like it's important that it's accessible to people, but it's important to ride that wave of um, aspiration because it gets you where you need to go. It gets you interested. It gets you excited. It puts a sparkle on things. And that motivates me. That motivates most of us. So... That was kind of the uh, DNA of the thing, you know, to mm-hmm. me. And really how Press Juice restarted too. We, I remember we would have embarrassed customers call and say, my wife saw Justin Bieber doing the cleanse and can you send us the cleanse? <laughs> Don't tell anybody I called you. But it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it moves the needle. So as foolish as it may be for us to want to drink what Justin Bieber is drinking, go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Life in LA. So you were like, okay, I'm into this. And they were like, we kind of want to start a blog. Or was the blog your idea? And then were you just like, how were you working with them? Did they hire you? Mm. Yeah. So I started with Press Juicery. I I literally told my husband, hey, I'm going to take this hobby job. I'm going to kind of take a big risk and work for this tiny juice company. That's like I said, like making green juice sexy. And at that time, it was all about the juice for me. I was like, the brand always had... Like brand is very interesting to me. So the brand from the beginning had this kind of sparkle um, that interested me. And I was just kind of ready to get in and get my hands dirty. I love when businesses are starting up and everyone wears lots of hats and it's it's very like malleable. Mm. And yeah, it's just very interesting to me. So I had no idea at that time that they would start a blog, which was what the kind of thing mm-hmm. I was saying was like just my perfect fit. Mm-hmm. So 
at the time that the founder started, one of their best friends was fatiguing of the editorial world and came on. And I always call her my golden training wheels. She came on and for about a year, kind of like Mm. it was my first foray into editorial. So she came on and kind of had some of that, some of the kind of blueprint, the skeleton behind how you run uh, classic editorial. Even though digital is very different, it's all still kind of the same beast Mm -hmm. um, as traditional editorial. So that was incredible to kind of have that little template um, to start off with someone who had some kind of traditional experience. And then I think between the timing, my level of caffeination, and just what a perfect fit it was for me. Like I said, having that thing where my DNA is really all about making stuff that is normally kind of like repellent to people, but they know they need to do that XYZ, making that stuff more like making people open to that stuff Mm. and helping them get motivated about it. I mean, even motivation is a bad word. Just finding that really internal, how you turn that switch on for yourself when you need to. Mm -hmm. When did that switch turn on for you? I love that. Yeah, about wellness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what's really exciting to me right now is that wellness is really moving into this mind-body space, this spirituality space. So I would say I kind of came upside down into wellness. I feel like I was already always really interested in like philosophy and spirituality and kind of came backwards down into the health stuff. When you start to take care of like deep parts of your spirit or your soul or kind of like deal with your stuff, resolve issues, you start to realize that if you're going to live on in a deep way or on like a higher plane, et cetera, et cetera, you kind of can't be eating processed food. There's just kind of this this disconnect. So I think for me, this all the stuff about food and about caring for your body, it kind of came that way. Um, I'm into a lot of stuff like vibrational medicine and all this stuff that even the even if you're like barely, you know, kind of getting into like green juice and stuff, you're probably like, oh wow, no thanks, lady. Um, <laughs> now our girls no, get it. We're into yeah, it. yeah. Okay, cool. So I feel like I kind of came backwards, back down into that stuff, and just kind of seeing like, oh, there has to be a consistency across my life. Um, I feel like when you get really honest with yourself about anything, all the other areas of your life where you're being just on it, dishonest, you know, so whether it's food addiction or eating um, stuff that you know intuitively is not like real food or really great for you, or just kind of being aware of how you feel. If do you feel oxygenated, are you getting great rest? All that stuff kind of starts to, the lines start to blur. Do you know what I mean? All that stuff starts to kind of become one with, oh, how am I caring for myself? How do I feel? How am I living honestly? It all sounds like a little no bougie, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, completely. It also shows up, I think, in relationships too. Like, oh, especially yeah. like people in their early 20s, like if they're starting to really do that deep work or mm-hmm. kind of dip their toes in spirituality, oftentimes, and I know through friends that they'll look at the relationships in their life, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, they're like, oh, wow, this is not for me. Like yeah. it's this kind of complete like tossing of everything that they felt was good for them. And it was just kind of what people told them what was good for them or what they should be doing. And it's just I like, love that you said that, like what they felt they should be doing or, or mm. you know, because I think that's the thing. And maybe that's why I said self-honesty is, for example, getting into your 
you know, late 20s getting into spirituality, quote, could be something completely external for some people. And you might not even recognize it. But spirituality, wellness, all this stuff, it, none of it's a, really a hobby. It's all actually just what humans need. <laughs> and it's just when you begin to become honest, like self-aware and honest with yourself and you can really take, I think especially for women, especially the way that like we have grown up, to become really honest with yourself is slightly terrifying and slightly out of our um, wheelhouse. Like all the things that we've been raised to do socially and I don't know, a lot of the skills that it takes for us to be like socially at and um, to have fun even. Mm -hmm. A lot of them require or like make us prone to being a little disconnected from self-honesty. I mean, I even think like our relationship, the way that a lot of young women, you know, a lot of the ways we were, we were um, raised to handle like relationships, mm -hmm. romantic relationships, there's a there's kind of like a certain level of like self-dishonesty, like almost required or acquired in that process. So um, do you mean like you aren't being honest, like not getting what you want and you're not being honest about it or? More like just on a like woo-woo like self-honesty level of just like realizing what is this about? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. um, what's going on with me? How am I developing? Mm -hmm. How am I growing? What are my benchmarks beyond the fun stuff? Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes um, if relationships, like romantic relationships become too much of a priority, which I think is so easy for all of us to do, mm -hmm. it almost becomes distracting from becoming who we're meant to be instead of, developing relationships. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, because yeah, you're like focusing on that person. You're like, okay, so we're working on this or we're good. And if we're good, then I'm good with myself. If we're not good, yeah, like, then who I'm am I in this myself. relationship? Yeah. You like, I mean, I think that is like something that I've used to do was like focus on what, you know, that person's response to me rather than my response to that person in every situation. You yeah. know, like, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. Okay, well, I'm like feeling like this, blah, blah, blah. But really it's like, they're always going to be whatever they are. So like my control of my response in the situation is what's important. Yeah. And like what I have control over, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Trials of like the 20s. <laughs> I'm just thinking back. I'm like all the times, like I just thought about them, you know? Yeah. yeah and I could oh, have yeah. been doing this, the the work like the inner work so much earlier. The inner work. Yeah. Could have, would have, should have, but it's like, I think about that with like, sorry, meditate. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, well, I think, meditation. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I, it's like I kind of accidentally mm -hmm. got into like a personal pet peeve, maybe not pet peeve or like passion project of mine where I really feel for girls in their twenties, mm. a lot of times with the relationship thing of just like the self-knowledge, yeah. like you're saying and knowing yourself. I think there's so many delightful distractions to like becoming yourself in your twenties but it's actually such like rich, fulfilling work. I just think a lot of times what it takes to get there looks kind of like counter to success the way we've defined it in this really fun, sexy way. So um, I like to talk about it. It just ends up coming up, I think, sometimes because I want to encourage people like, no, no, you go in there, you do your thing. You get right with yourself. Like mm. know what you want, know who you are, explore who you are. Get messy. Yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah. And, and like get down to business, like resolve your stuff, face your 
mm-hmm. face your stuff. I and- feel like the relationships oftentimes are the catalyst for people to get deep and figure out and get messy because oftentimes it's the heartbreak and it's like, the, it's a difficult time. You know, mm. it's kind of that that cracking open of someone that's like, oh, I really actually need to figure out who I am because I've lost this person. Mm-hmm. I'm not with this person. And without it, it's like a lot of people can just go through their life not figuring out who they are because there's nothing that's really forcing them to do that. So I have something to say about that because it's, it's actually kind of an interesting metaphor with what happens in wellness is um, heartbreak can so be a catalyst, but I think it's some really important empowering and important to recognize that you can be your own catalyst. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This comes up daily probably in what we do is almost everybody I know in wellness experienced some kind of crisis that was a catalyst for them, right? They had a health crisis or they dealt with their own stuff. And so now they are helping others in that same situation, which is like so missional and so beautiful. But um, thank God. And I mean, I will have my own struggles in life, but I haven't had many... um, like dire health issues. I'm just really nerdy about this stuff. But I just think it along that those lines, it's really cool to understand that like, yes, you can wait for drama and trauma to happen to you, but what's going on when that happens? And how can you actually trigger, of course, not the trauma and the pain, but like, how mm. can you trigger those like aha moments? Thank you, Oprah, or whatever. Like, how can you trigger that self-honesty or that like radical looking at stuff? It can actually kind of become very exciting. Mm-hmm. And you can learn to like deal with your stuff and progress to these like deeper levels, higher levels, mm. um, learning to kind of like trigger yourself, if you will, without the the, the external yeah. the external stuff that like naturally kind of does it for you. Totally. I find that challenging to... I can trigger myself for growth and um, development, but I haven't really like triggered myself figuring out like the shadow parts of me. Hmm. Do you know? Because it's You probably like, don't have any. I know. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> She's right. You're super classy. I'm good. Anyways, <laughs> check. <laughs> check. I'm good. But like that kind of... You really have to like trigger it or just, not trigger it, but you really have to like... Mm-hmm. Commit to it. Commit and, and do it's some digging. it's not about finding like, oh, how deep can I clean my closets, you know? Yeah. But it, but it is, there is, there is some like, um, you know, it's, you could go your whole life in a culture like ours without ever having to like 100%. mentally blank or emotionally blank. So That's what phones are for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if you need, if you're about to, <laughs> look at your phone. <laughs> exactly. You will stop all growth. Exactly. It'll keep you from, from that. <laughs> okay. Back to the board. Okay. okay. So you're working... You're working with them to create the blog. Yeah. And then how many years from that time until now? And like, can you talk about the journey and the ride? Yeah. So um, we just turned... Well, I I, I, um, I feel like the older you get, the vaguer you get with like numbers and you're just like, let them like go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we are... We're... I think we're six, mm. um, which is so incredible. And it's been so... It's so cool to see like how wellness is really like blown up and blossomed in this time. And just how much everything has shifted. But um, yeah, I mean, we kind of built it in this um, group think, I think, together. We kind of had all had a lot of creative ideas to bring in the beginning. But um, the blueprint was has really been there, at least in my mind, the blueprint's always really been there where we're looking at what people themselves do in wellness, talking about the deep, hippy-dippy wellness stuff, talking about like superfoods and how that whole genre of kind of like strange foods that are really like kind of intentional foods, how that has grown into this whole, you know, Mm. Erewhon Mm -hmm. just kind of blow up. 
I'll talk about Air One. Yeah. Exactly. Do you live close? I live, yeah, I live. You know, the Air One's like. Is opening. Uh, are you very living in exciting. I live in oh. Santa Monica. Oh, I I'm won't say exactly. But down yeah. the street from Air One. Just in Venice. Yeah. She is, but they're opening I go every one day. here. I spend and- $40 a day every day. Exactly. <laughs> it's the whole situation. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But I mean, um, it's been a pretty, I would say like a pretty straight and narrow path. I mean, we've produced three pieces of content a day from day one. So I, um, as I said, having not come from like a traditional editorial background, I definitely like threw myself in and just went full board. And it's just been a wonderful experience. As you guys know, being a little wellness nerdy yourselves, the I, I literally could never run out of anything to talk about in our space. There's so much interesting stuff. And then there's so many interesting and exciting people, brands, like the industry just like growing around us. There's so much... And at the same time, there's so much skepticism and so much like, there's so many conflicting ideas mm. and there's so many interests out there around food and around health and stuff. So I find it uh, so compelling and so missional to like be working in this area. I feel like I'm surrounded by a good amount of skeptics in my life naturally. So to me, I'm always speaking to that person. I'm always speaking to the person who's not drinking the Kool-Aid yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. or maybe never will. And um, that's super important to me because I'm obviously kind of, I mean, I'm an Aquarius. I'm a wellness editor. I'm like all in, but um, it's really important to me. And I think that's really a part of our brand identities. I really am for the most part trying to kind of talk to that person who's like on the kind of on the edge, like dabbling, Mm. you know, like, okay, cool, maybe, but mm, what are you talking about? Mm. (laughs) I'm trying to kind of, one one phrase I use a lot is like, I'm trying to lure that fashion girl into the wellness space. And that used to be our thing for a long time until fashion basically fell in and practically choked on the wellness space. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. So now that that's a thing, it's like the lines are very blurred, but that is very exciting too. I mean, for my design, like love, Mm. it's, very exciting that like fashion and art is all getting, you know, too close and all mixed in with wellness. It's very cool. But then also just on a like a societal thing of like what I said, I love to do. It's super exciting that it's just getting glossy here and there. And, you know, I mean, look at everything you just pulled out of your cabinet. It's all like so sexy. You know what I mean? Like our shrooms and our tea. It's like like thongs in there. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's like, you know. Collagen. It used to be you could only find pretty packaging like that in like, you know, your um, medicine cabinet or whatever Mm -hmm. on your vanity. And now your kitchen is like Like so Department stores. Yeah. Yeah. So So glossy. That is so true. And it's great. It's fun. I love it. Very cool. In terms of like how you are branding chalkboard in such a way that you are pulling in the skeptics yeah, and, you know, the girls in fashion are those that are just like so on the other end of the spectrum. In what ways are you branding and what, and what articles are you finding that are really drawing people in and getting them excited about these products and programs and practices? I mean, there are a couple things. I think for one, um, this is something we've all heard maybe ad nauseum by this point, but we're reaching such a level of stress. I think currently in the past couple of years of just like the global climate and just, you know, the state of things, whatever your cup of tea is, there's just a lot of stress for a lot of people right now. So, you know, I mentioned that so many people in wellness that I know of have had a, a crisis that led them into wellness. I, I really feel like right now, that's kind of a global thing. 
that so many people are in crisis on a on a health level or just kind of an emotional health level. There's so many people who are like, it's just a little hotter in here mm-hmm. that they're turning to wellness, looking for resources and tools on a super practical level. So, so there's that, which I think is positive because sometimes, you know, if everything was like hunky-dory and easygoing, maybe we wouldn't find the things that we need to find. So the bright side of like all this stress and tension is, you know, people are looking for tools and they will find them when maybe if things were a little more smooth over, they wouldn't be looking. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of it is totally beauty and vanity, which is like, give me that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. show me. That cream. Like, you know, <laughs> that it's really all about putting pearl powder mm-hmm. in your coffee or your tonics, mm-hmm. FYI. But like, That's yeah, it's <laughs> all people are looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I find that sweet spot, you know, on a business level and on an editorial level and like on a personal interest level is really beauty. You know yeah. what I mean? Because... Mm-hmm. Looking good. I mean, you know, a symmetrical face fits into the golden ratio. It's Mm -hmm. deep stuff. So our seeking out beauty isn't just about being programmed to be Mm -hmm. skinny and overexposure to Victoria's Secret models. It's also like just a natural inclination to find that, you know, when a strawberry is whole instead of rotten, it looks prettier. And there are certain things about beauty that are also really innate and valuable. And it's not of course, we have this like marketing problem and like over skinniness and all this kind of stuff. But it's also, there's also something very innate about beauty. So I think that there's negative and positive to the whole vanity thing that draws people to wellness. But I just look at the bright that side. so true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's think <laughs> about like, it. Well, I'm just thinking about it. Because like, it's true. Because there is, but, and I think, you know, it's exactly what you touched on. There is like the thing where, where is the, there the vanity piece, but basically anything you're doing, if it's in wellness, let's mm-hmm. say, it will improve you from a vanity perspective, but most of the time it'll also improve you from another perspective. Yeah. So if you can draw them in. Yep. Externally. The, this yep. will make you look this way and glowing skin and long, yep. thick yeah. hair. Whatever it is to draw them also, in. Also, you know, yeah. it might cure some gut health issues (laughs) and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that all mixes Mm -hmm. around really well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. What are some um, trends this past year that you are obsessed with? And give us some that you're like really happy to see. Go. Go. Yeah. I'll be frank. This is going to sound a little... Can I say douchey? Yes, you can say whatever the fuck you want. I haven't said douchey yet today. (laughs) Douchey, douchey, douchey. Um, But recently, um, the whole foods like trend report came out for 2017. And I think it's kind of become like... Avocado's number one? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, hey guys, news, flash mushrooms. Yeah. And I, mm. I, it came out and I was very disappointed with it because I was like, give me something to work with. I've been yeah. talking about this Do stuff for research. four years. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's that trickle-down effect where um, sometimes I think that I give um, the Press Juice refunders a hard time where they're, I'm like, that's over. And they're like, that's really not over. You are Love in that. the golden Venice mm. bubble and you think that this has already yeah. happened, but oh it literally God, has so not happened. That's what I do too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you guys are drinking reishi. And like, everyone's like, what? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I know it's boring. Kombucha. When I'm like, home, yeah. everyone's like, watermelon water. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I know you're probably bored of like hump pancakes. Like, you've had them every day, yes. but you're like, no, we don't know what those are. Literally. Yeah, yeah. So They're like 100 calorie packs. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's count calories together. So I think sometimes I get bored quickly. I mean, honestly, think about it. Th- three pieces a day we talk about a lot. I do so, that. Um, well, it's fun, but yeah. you know, it's also exhausting. <laughs> um, but... So I think I, I move a little too fast in most things that I do. My my like issues are always about like pacing myself. Mm-hmm. So um, trend-wise, my personal thing, and this is going to sound like a, a broken record to me, but not at all to you, hopefully, is um, my whole superfood latte thing is mm. really still fire for me. So You're over it? No, no. Yeah. I love it. Oh, you're into it. I love still can't get over it. It's so fun. It's like I'm a witch and I make little potions. Yeah. I just like how it's frothy. I'm like, oh. yeah. Exactly. Tell us what's in yours. So it varies. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on what I'm after. But um, you know, sometimes I go that bulletproof route, but it usually has a lot of extra stuff in it. I really am a sun potion devotee. Love you guys. Yeah. Um, not us sponsored. Too. Us too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we love sun um, potion. We haven't pitched and yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're um <laughs> But um, all that kind of thing. I'm super into like Chinese medicine. So all that whole world is very um, interesting to me. And I just love the idea that coffee's, you know, always going to be controversial. And I probably could deal with a little less caffeine. I've already referred to it like a friend in this interview. <laughs> but um, I grew up in Seattle as well. So I feel like I have special rights go. to it. Um, but I do drink half-caff. Um, oh, non, you know, no heavy metals in there. But... um. It usually has a lot of precious tree almond milk in it, honestly. Sometimes the coffee just completely lo- like leaves the picture mm-hmm. and there's just all the other stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But it's all about like cacao powder, tocos, all the different mushrooms, pearl powder, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's some pink salt. There's mm-hmm. Sometimes there's the MCT, but not if there's the almond milk. It's just like a whole... Protein powder? Citri- okay, protein powder is like my absolute jam. And oh. I'll just give everyone a life-changing tip. Again, this is not sponsored, but it really should be. Amazing grass, chocolate, peanut butter. Sounds a little basic, but it will change your life. I love amazing grass. I didn't know they had chocolate peanut butter. Oh yeah. It's um, it's relatively new. I feel like we've literally launched this product. Good clean ingredients. It's green powder and it's green plant-based protein powder with greens in it, but it tastes like chocolate peanut butter. And if you blend it right, you know, go be... Um, I'm all about that. Oh my gosh. In wow. Sierra Latte is life-changing. So cool. yeah, it is really all about the protein um, mm-hmm. latte. So that's exciting. I'm really kind of coming back to greens recently. It's You can really never get away from them. All about apple cider, apple cider vinegar, of course. Mm. Pink salt. Classic. Yeah, so classic. What are you using the pink, pink salt for? I usually... Have you heard of Sol? So S-O-L is um, kind of like seawater. It's like it reaches... I just had some yesterday. Oh, perfect. Yeah, in the glass bottles. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pro- oh, in the it, little glass like syringe almost like thing. It's like... Oh, maybe I'm thinking... Is it a brand, Soul? No. Never mind. Bye. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. There's a it's, brand. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, okay. no. It's basically like um, there's kind of the this like ideal natural mix of salt in water. That's like oh. great for your blood, mm-hmm. kind of matches your blood, blah, blah, blah. So of course, you don't want to be drinking straight up seawater. It would be disastrous for your internal health. But um, a touch of pink salt or gray salt, people kind of forget pink salt is not the only thing. Like real gray salt is actually completely legit. But just a tiny bit of that in your water remineralizes your water. So 
Hmm. Something that I see happening a lot right now is like the ideal in your home is having a reverse osmosis um, mm-hmm. water system, but it actually also sucks all the minerals or most of them out of your water. So you want to add them back. So there are things you can do to like, oh, I have a reverse osmosis filter. And then I have this whole little pack that adds the minerals back in. So wherever you're getting your water from, adding just a tiny bit of pink salt and, or gray salt and making sure it's really mixed in there, it kind of like remineralizes your water. And um, I kind of get out of my league, but I feel like structured water is it's kind of what it is. It's kind of stemmed on that same huh. thing. Cool. I mean, Damn. salt or crystals? Nice. Lattes, salt. What, <sighs> what's a trend you are not into? You were like, that, yeah. that was Ooh. an actual trend. God, you know, anything that's overly prescriptive, I am not into. Um, so like, I'm definitely, I was very relieved when I found that my blood type did not need like excessive burdensome exercise. I was like, is him what? Oh, hell yeah. So I, I mean, I definitely- <laughs> That's my blood type. <laughs> yeah, that's my blood type. So, but I think, this is an indirect answer, but I think just really making sure you know what is for you and listen to your yeah. gut, listen to your intuition, not be like, I need to be into this because my friend, like she's having so much, she looks great or she's having success mm-hmm. with this and it's working for her. It's like- there are so... I mean, sometimes that's great, right? That's how you find out about something. But make sure you're being intuitive because, I mean, totally. my husband and I, like I, I, my wellness stuff does not work for him. He needs different stuff. Like it's almost diametric. You know what I mean? So just remember that you need your to like stick to your own path in a way, you know? Yeah. As long as you're not Why like... Why that? Why don't dudes like it? It's not because we're so telling much. them what to do. <laughs> Literally, well, we, we're going to get into a whole other podcast. Like, you have to like trick them. You're like, so there's ESPN a video game. About, <laughs> there's an article on ESPN about NBA players are becoming vegan now. There's mm-hmm. like a good good amount of them. Oh, like NBA players and NBA rappers. Players. I'm not going to tell you how they many holistic people I go to where they're like, rappers are really in here all the time. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're like, they get it. Purple scissorp and then vibrational therapy. Yeah, totally. It's like the ultimate combo. (laughs) Saturday. (laughs) It's like a normal afternoon. That's it. But yeah, that's interesting. I can show them all the facts, and it's just like, mm -mm. it's like, but what about the meat? Yeah, literally. (laughs) But then that's the funny thing too, right? Like this is just me, myself, and I. But like my husband has the like blood type that has to get punched in the face to work out, you know, like <laughs> yes. has to hurt and has to eat a lot of meat. And Same. so I'm like, and I, don't. I can't make him eat, eat giant salads with yeah. quinoa in it mm-hmm. and like do so yoga. you subscribe to blood type diet? Well, okay. I don't subscribe to it. My My favorite thing to do is like, look at all this stuff. Look at like blood type what are all the different, you know, schools about like your astrological type, your mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs and start to boil it down <laughs> and see those themes. Mm-hmm. And what I think is super interesting is if you, if you look at all of it, what are the ones that show up everywhere for you mm-hmm. and like take a note, mm-hmm. you know? But um, nothing can be prescriptive. I mean, how mm-hmm. could it be? You could have a blood type, but then have an autoimmune issue. You know, you could be I don't know, living so, in Iceland you know exactly with a, mean. yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's all, you know, we all have kind of complex stuff like affecting how we manage our mm-hmm. stuff, you have know? you explored like Ayurvedic? Yes, I love Ayurvedic stuff. Um, like I said before, I feel like Chinese medicine mm-hmm. and Ayurveda are kind of these two, two of the most ancient and I'm definitely more into the Chinese yeah. medicine. I just had like better experiences with it. I think sometimes too, like I've known a lot of like incredible 
Indian women who are into Ayurveda. And I'm just like, like I said before, I'm like, I totally know that that works for you. But like, for sure, mm-hmm. that would like, I would lose all my hair if I did that. Like what you do, like 100%. 100%. <laughs> so there's one there, when I was like, oh, salads aren't Ayurvedic. I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I'm gonna. They're like, if you can saute, <laughs> this if one. you can like warm the salad, saute it, literally, like, <laughs> saute it in dal. <laughs> and like, okay. there's definitely some wisdom to that, but like, there is. Yeah, yeah seasonality is another thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's so many like ebbs and mm-hmm. flows to things. I think sometimes, do you ever? Oh, I really get into this diet or this workout or this habit, and it it goes. And yes, of course, sometimes you're like, okay, stop being lazy. But other times you're like, oh it's because you actually don't even need that anymore. Like totally. it's time for Ugh. something new. We talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, because I feel like it's good to just be open to be like, oh, that was the season. Mm-hmm. Literally, like you- Hit workouts. That's my workout, yeah. Hit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, meaning like, like we let it go. Oh, yeah. We're like, we're kind of, I mean- We should do like berries, totally. Every day. I would do like two a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I mean- no. Your body was probably like it was the That's punch enough. in the face type of thing you the were talking yeah, about. We were like, season. okay, so I was two like, workouts. If they're can... not playing Sandstorm, I'm not getting a good workout. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, turn on the lights. <laughs> I need a gay trainer to yell at me for 45 minutes. Yeah. But it's also like quieting the the mind during that too, because like my my self talk if I'm not doing a hit workout that day is like all right, well, you didn't burn that many calories and your body's not going to be as tight and this and that. And it's like, no, you you just saved your body some intense stress. Like it, it's a shift yeah, in like how like you're talking to yourself stress, about it. Totally. Stress addiction related or like intent, needing the intensity. Oh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is such a hard shift, Over. right? Yeah. Or actually like now too, it's like I'm actually there in the workout. So now like at the end of it, I would go to classes and I'd be like, it's literally 6.30 a.m., and the first thing that I'm doing right now is like forcing oh my myself God. to pound on a fucking treadmill so at like incline six, so. speed seven, listening to mm-hmm. like a remix of Rihanna. And I mean, good for you. Like, I mean, yeah, but like, well, yeah, good for season. people. If that's your thing, reason for the season was amazing. But I'm like, <laughs> this is a rude way to wake yourself up. Yeah. I love myself and it is great for some people and it was great for me for a long time. But at the end, I'm like, this is rude. Yeah, I totally, I think that's so important, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not just about being like, I win today. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. I win. like, yep. I, you know, stabbed the flag into the end of the race. It's like, okay, who was that? Someone timing you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Was someone chasing you? Oh, yep. no. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what kind of workouts do you like? Um, well, as I said about my blood type, mm-hmm. I was super thrilled to discover that I need like a relaxing workout for me, I feel like my nervous system gets so nuts. Mm-hmm. Like uh, mm-hmm. we have an Aries on our team who also mm-hmm. needs to be really punched in the face for workouts. And she describes them to me and I'm like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Um, my recent jam, uh, which is very exciting and kind of like, I don't know, it's full of a lot of little revelations is Low Roxburg. Shout out to Low Roxburg who does the rolling, the foam rolling. And she cool. really, I was, I, you know, she's just an amazing woman. Yeah. She works with the fascia and it's like similar to rolfing, but it's kind of like evolved rolfing. And um, for any of you out there who are like me and like averse to like, you know, someone yelling in your face as a workout, um, the thing that'll get you is Lauren's like, what you need to do first is commit to doing no cardio for 21 days. 
Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, you had me at hello. Wow. But um, you literally work through um, these different body parts. You roll. It's so like therapeutic. And, and um, when you start doing it, it's so intuitive. There are like 21 days you start out doing in her book of um, rolling exercises. So for example, you'll do like five exercises where you're like almost to a pain point rolling like your that. thigh mm. muscles. And when you're done, the way you're, you know, the blood flow and the alignment, you're like, oh, like this is how my like hips actually feel when I'm in like my best shape. Like mm. you just feel it. There's, so I, I really love that. And um, do you do it at home or in a class? I've been doing it at home while I have her book, but um, I've met with her too. And she works in like a Pilates studio and you can work and do one-on-ones and stuff with her. But I've been doing it at home as well, which I really love as well because I love a variety in my schedule. Mm. Super important to me, especially with the kind of work we do. Like no day is the same. So having flexibility is really key to me. So love to do that. Mix in a little Pilates, a little yoga, like interval runs. But... um, I mean, I'd say for being in the wellness world, I'm pretty chill on the workouts. Mm. Like, definitely never been the girl to get up at six and like triathlon. This is kind of shifting gears. What would you say to someone who has a blog or is starting a business right now? Like, how would they stand out? Um, What would be some advice you would give them? Yeah. Two things come to mind. One, like, just kind of annoying advice is business is business. So I think if, um, especially if you're a young woman, you have like, I mean, gosh, we're so blessed right now. If you have like a creative passion project, you can launch it in so many ways that people never dreamed of. So some ways all the rules are off, but I would say just like, make sure you educate yourself on the basics of what it means to run a business and the X's and O's, the ones and zeros or whatever of what that looks like. Just so you have a basic baseline understanding. Don't skip some of that fundamental foundational stuff. Um, But on the completely other hand, that's like the roots, (laughs) the wings would be like, um, you know, to just really trust yourself and your intuition. Don't mess around with bullshit. If you have a bullshit idea, be honest with yourself and move on. Know know that like if you're trying to launch something, make sure that your intention is in the right place. You're not doing it for... I mean, that's like a whole other podcast. Make sure you know that your intention is in the right place, that you have a... a, If you have a great and solid idea, or if it's just kind of like the magic of what you've got going on and who you are, and you know you've got some stuff, just trust that. Believe in it. Don't be crazy. Don't be an immature child who like resists all advice, but do take a stand and like develop and like implement and put out there what you've got in your own way. Mm. That was beautiful. Very succinct. Did you, when you were first um, in the early days of chalkboard, was there a, a point at which the content really became, I'm sure from the beginning, but really became your own. I think when you're starting something, you're also, obviously you have pressed to think about and those founders and maybe what you should be doing in order to make this successful. When did it really become like your own? And Yeah, I think in some ways, um, the years we've been doing this has been kind of the smooth trajectory. So there haven't been too many dramatic shifts, but... um, Really, from the beginning, when I think about that, when I think back to kind of like what we dreamed up the DNA of the thing to be, I feel like I 
I, I'm a very like future-minded person. So mm. I feel like I always had this like template, this vision for it in my mind. And I really like love people. I really like get off on seeing how people do things with their style. I mean, we all kind of have grown up on that kind of content, right? Like, how is this person doing their thing? Mm, like, mm-hmm. how have they decorated their office? You know, cheesy things and then deep things. So we've always just talked a lot about like how people are doing, what people are doing. I've always mm. been very interested in in brands. Um, so I think from the beginning, there's been some of the DNA of the brand and like just the people that spark me and the brands that spark me have really kind of like been the horse to the wagon of just like being like, whoa, let's talk about this. Let's talk about what these people are doing. Let's yeah. talk about what this brand is presenting. And a lot of those um, brands and stuff have really like, you know, shotgunned alongside of us in this like wellness space. So I think that has been part of like that spark back and forth has been really exciting. And I, I don't know if I really answered your question yeah, no, on you it. Yeah, did. What brand, in that being, what brand stands out to you as one that chalkboard introduced to the world and has taken off? Oh gosh, I feel like that's kind of sensitive in a way because I feel like in my mind sometimes like, Mm -hmm. or maybe one that you just comes to mind, but I'm sure there's so many. Like natural beauty is a big thing for us, right? And then all of the like food, almost food supplement kind of Mm -hmm. things are big thing for us. So there's definitely a lot of brands in that space that I feel we. helped shine a light on in like special ways, mm-hmm. significant ways. I don't really want to name brands because yeah. then I feel like I'm taking credit mm-hmm. for beautiful things people did. Yep. But um, definitely natural beauty, mm-hmm. I mean, has, oh my God, like to think of, here's a brand I take no credit for whatsoever, but here's a perfect example of why my job is so exciting. Like May Lindstrom. I don't know if you guys are familiar with May Lindstrom Skincare, but mm-hmm. she's a super gorgeous, like... Very nymph, beautiful, like intentional woman made this gorgeous um, skincare brand in black glass, like super clean, super beautiful. And I think of her brand when I think back to the beginning of just like, okay, black glass bottles with gold writing, like sexy rituals that you do with the skincare. And it's like that kind of stuff was just really starting to come around, I think, when we started. And now it's full-fledged that way to me. And I think that's exactly what I'm talking about when you're like, okay, thanks, May. Like, how easy is it for me to to like help people find their way into clean beauty when it doesn't mean they have to have like just a jar of coconut oil mm-hmm. instead of Chanel? Super like that true. sucks, right? So mm-hmm. it used to be like, mm-hmm. hey, you go, you're going to take a stand and like use the like Dr. Bronner's and coconut oil instead of all my Dior and Chanel. No <laughs> offense, love those brands as well in different ways. But um, but now, I mean, there is no sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like you can have some super amazing natural beauty. So that's been exciting to like see really come about. I mean, so many, too many brands to name, but. I love, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. On the the press juicery thing and, and the juicing and the cleansing, it seems like there's been like a backlash to totally to juicing and cleansing. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, Jordan. You guys mentioned you were friends with Jordan. Mm-hmm. We just did a podcast with her. I feel like we talked about this a lot because Jordan has her own like really intense like story story with it. With mm-hmm. it. So um, she used to cleanse for like twenty days at a time. Yeah, and I mean there is a time and place if you're mm-hmm. whatever you know, have an issue mm-hmm. to deal with. But um, yeah, so for me with juicing, I mean, um, 
what we had said with Jordan, I think was the right way to talk about it where on one hand, it's so important to me to make some of this stuff trendy and attractive and sexy. And then on the, that moves the needle, you know, someone calling us and saying they want a cleanse because Justin Bieber did it. Great guy. Like if it'll get you to like day three, where then you have a personal experience and recognize what a detox is and you just really <laughs> detoxed or whatever. That's amazing. That got you there. And now you'll probably like delve into other areas and change your health in other areas. Mm. Like gateway drug is the word I use all the time because I think oftentimes that's what green juice is or that's what's like a really beautiful brand is that's clean. And now you're like, wait, why is it clean? Why is there toxic carcinogenic like hormone shifting stuff in my other stuff? How did that happen? Mm. Um, so... With green juice, I feel like, yes, it, it, it it's like anytime this happens, right? It achieved this like massive, crazy trendiness, which of course is great for business. But on the other hand, once people start to back, like, you know, they, they joke in like rock and roll that like you only have achieved success once you have haters, mm-hmm. you know? That's actually kind of irrelevant, what I'm saying, but um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's one of those funny things where like now people are hating on green juice and you're like, how... This isn't even... How did you even think that it's a thing to hate? Like, it's Mm -hmm. not even... It's so, like, benign and simple. It's like, hydration is lame. What's for 2018? It's (laughs) like, no. It's it's kale, parsley, celery, spinach. Like, your body's always going to need that. And I think what people get really upset about with um, juice is mainly, like, kind of a misunderstanding about fiber, where it's like you need to eat the plants. But juicing has been around for so long. It's like a classic protocol for healing. When your body only, um, you know, to the extremes of water fasting, all the way down through like, I'm going to have a, you know, only smoothies. Your digestion is really like able to like downshift. It takes up more energy Mm. than almost anything in your body. As you guys probably know, common knowledge to most of us health geeks these days. So when you allow your body to kind of like slow its role on digestion, but continue to absorb massive amounts of nutrients, you reach this really incredible um, state that your body can use to detox. Mm. And if you want to talk about detox too, and how everyone says you, we naturally know how to detox. Mm. Let's get into it. Yeah. What do you you mean by that? (laughs) Well, that's another thing that I feel like is common knowledge, but probably not. It's probably only something I hear because I work for a green juice company Mm -hmm. is there's a lot of people out there talking about any kind of detox protocol or cleansing protocol being like extra because your body is already very intelligent. It knows how to detoxify itself. And that's true. Your body does know how to detoxify itself, but um, you know, in the Garden of Eden. (laughs) We live in, I mean, especially here in LA, like Mm. our water is compromised, our air, our food, our Mm. everything we put on our bodies. Mm. And um, yeah, and I think a lot of people are still kind of having a hard time accepting that that's a thing, Mm -hmm. but um, the science is really all there. Um, It's like an obnoxious thing to have to think about, right? But um, most of us are not drinking out of pure streams and then like, you know, making our own food from the farm and garden and hunting and blah, blah, blah. People that eat paleo are. Yeah. You know. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, paleo people. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, our body does need support in these like unnatural conditions to detoxify. And I think it's just kind of one of those false things that goes out there like, but your body knows how to detox. Most detox protocols um, are designed to help stir your body's natural like ability to detox and put it, like get it activated and really um, let it do its thing. It's not trying to like screw with your natural ability to detox. Mm -hmm. I love that. I remember I listened to the episode with you with you and Jordan. I love her. Yeah, we got um, into we it. We love her. And I, I just wanted you to like kind of repeat that because I oh, really good. think it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like I said what? No, it was perfect. Part yeah, of it? And okay. I, I actually, I was like, that that was a great question. I thought that was like a great topic to talk about that. And I think that's really important that, and I think the important point that you hit on is that as with any trend, you know, when it gets too intense or when it becomes too extreme and people are, you know, abusing it or doing it too intensely or doing it without intention, there's going to be the other pendulum swing back to yeah. disliking mm-hmm. it. And I think we're on the fat one right now. So it's like fat is like obsession. A completely. Fat is everything. You know, I think there's going to be a swing it's back. It's never anything. No, nothing's ever like, it's everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, <laughs> the fun of our culture and our economy right now is that there are these like exciting trends that happen and we discover things and we get like buzzed on stuff and love mm-hmm. to talk about a new ingredient or a new topic or a new design or a new artist. And new. it's like, when it comes to food, we all just have to kind of keep our heads on that. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are new things to learn. And there are definitely like paradigms that need to be shifted. And there are some like, you know, I'm like, so not a calorie counting oriented person. I think there's so many flaws in that way of thinking. Of course, I understand that there are probably some of you out there though, that like, it's really helped you, you know, get a handle on how you eat and stuff. But yeah, I just think you can't be too trend crazy when it comes to something as basic as how you care for your health. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just not Love the same that. as mm-hmm. fashion. It's just not Love that. <laughs> what are you excited about for the new year? Are there any trends that you see as kind of the next big thing? Yes. Gonna- I'm really surprised by how quickly the breath work, sound bath mm. kind of stuff has taken mm. off. Um Sound baths are so wild that I'm surprised. I was surprised by how quickly, and of course, this is really only an LA thing, I'm sure, but surprised by how many people invite me to things like, and there will be a sound bath. And like, really? It's like such deep vibes. Sound baths. Yeah. Like, we don't have to talk and I can lay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like super off the top of my head, things I'm personally like talking about to my friends and like excited about. Microcurrent is very exciting on um, a medical level and on um, a beauty level, of course. Real what microcurrent is? Yeah, so microcurrent on its on the lowest level, it's like the little home devices that you see that I think are the most commercial application, where you've got different devices you can use at home to get a little like a low level current going through your the tissue just underneath your skin. It's like very like lifting and mm. amp coil. Is that one of them? No, no, but. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are a lot of like facialists basically who are using these like microcurrent wands to mm. get in there and do stuff that's like amazing. And it also just ha- it has this whole body cellular effect mm. that's very like holistic. It's incredible. And I, I think it has a lot of like medical applications that will be exciting. Probably the kind of, I always say this, the kind of stuff our grandkids will be like, duh. Mm-hmm. And and right now we're like, oh, what's this? This is weird, <laughs> you know. Um, 
that's really Napping exciting. with their amp coils. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Uh, breath work, I touched on, but like, I think breath work, oh my gosh. I think it's just me, but I know we're all a little bit like me where I'm just like so amped. Mm. So um, breath work is one of those things that's like so miraculously simple mm-hmm. that you, you're you like, no, no. Like, what do you mean box breathing? You want me to breathe in like for four seconds and then I'll feel different? Absolutely not. But um, it's transformative. <laughs> I think breath work is so exciting. My friend Ashley Neese, like her biggest fan, and I just think it's so needed for this day and age. And it's incredibly healing. What can I sell you on there with breath work? Like there are a couple of really interesting facts. Like when your uh, nervous system gets deep breathing, it can't get into the stress response. Vice versa, like um, I'm kind of botching this, but when basically your body is in fight or flight and mm. less you're properly breathing. Mm. So it's this crazy thing when you um, take a deep breath. I know. I know we're doing that now. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. And you realize how much you hold your breath or breathe shallowly. And it's just it, the fact that you're not deeply uh, enlivening or, or oxygenating every cell in your body and you could yeah. be, it starts to get things. It's very profound because you start realizing mm-hmm. how freaking simple mm-hmm. it is to be like really in the moment, really thinking straight, like being well. And think, it's free. And it's like yeah, literally free. Thank you. Yeah. free. Yeah. After you learn if you want to go to the yeah. yeah. Um, and also I'm coming to like new levels of really appreciating um all the non-toxic stuff. Oh, it is not as sexy. Totally. I feel like we really started with beauty and food and now I'm really getting into like the down and dirty, yeah. like, no, really. Like, uh, there's just a lot of toxic stuff around us in our homes and our water and not quite as fun. It's a little more mechanical, but um, the more I learn about it, like really the more passionate I become about that. I feel like a real advocate, hopefully mm. for people with food. And But I feel like the more I'm learning about water and air quality and all this stuff, I'm like, oh, it's really, there's a lot of situations. So that's, I think that's a really important topic that, like I said, it's not as sexy. So I think we haven't talked about it quite as much yeah. as like, what to eat and mm-hmm. you know there's not as much to buy maybe there yeah, that's but um so true yeah but uh yeah I'm I'm really getting into that and you know what that's a great thing to sick your boyfriend or husband on oh they can really oh get he's into like that. a gadget mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> I had my husband listen to one podcast about kind of like the ideal home is he into it and he was like we're buying all of these yeah, things it's oh, gadget yeah. focused it's gadgety and yeah. stuff yeah so. Oh, I love so that. So assign, you know, the guys I to will. that. <laughs> Not to be sexist. Idea. We all like different things. Yeah. yeah. It's like, guys, I love you. <laughs> Girls rule, guys rule. <laughs> Everyone rules. <laughs> um, I love that. That's exciting. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what amazing. about you guys? Can I flip the switch? What if Sure. You- <laughs> sure, girl. When it- I've been waiting all night. <laughs> what are we excited about? Yeah, or or even I would kind of more say, I think it's interesting knowing from personal experience when you guys talk to a lot of different people, Mm. like what's what's the pulse right now with people? Like what do you feel like is really like motivating a lot of people that you talk to? Are there any like commonalities? You're like, Mm. huh, everyone's on that vibe. Uh, People have been so curious. Our listeners have really responded to when we talk about manifestation and designing your dream life and the fact that you have the power to do that. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh. Can I interject already? Yes. Can I, I feel like this is really important to understand, especially since the name of your blog. And I know you're speaking to so many like 
20 somethings. I think it's so cool to like stop and remember that like your dream life isn't Meghan Markle, we love you, but it's not always like Princessville 24 seven. Yes. I think it's so cool. Like if you're out there and you're 20 something and everything's on fire, that could totally be part of your perfect plan and your dream life. Like do not forget that like, gosh, not to be like a Hallmark card, but like there are so many incredible life stories out there that when you look at them, you're like, if they would have known when they were 18, 27, God, 57, whatever the hell they were going through, that it was like, we would all look back and see the incredible legacy or the incredible Mm -hmm. company they built. I mean, every story, even the dream ones, and even the stuff that's like 100% manifestation, you're not not manifesting, even if you're going through some bullshit. And I just think it's like really great to remember because we're such like a media saturated culture Mm -hmm. that like, if you're going through something, like let it make you great, you know? Mm, completely. I always think about that. Like it'll Quick be aside. good for your story. Yeah, I'm always thinking about all the interview. That's embarrassing. I'm going to talk about it in my you interview. You know, I'm like, that sucks. I'm like, it's good for your story. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. So yeah, they really are interested in that. And hmm. yeah, all the woo-woo. I think it's, some, you know, what they, what they might think or maybe what their friends or family might think is woo-woo. They're super... It's it's almost like their connection to something greater and like whatever they believe in um, is kind of the key to finding out more about themselves. And a lot of them are going through, a lot of them are going through their Saturn return. So um, they're quitting their jobs and starting new businesses or just got mm. out of a relationship or is taking, you know, ownership of their health. They had a health scare and this, that. So yeah, really deeply connecting to their spirit and mm. listening to that first. Yeah. So ruthless honesty and mm-hmm. ruthless self-love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I'm excited by the conscious capitalism movement. Mm, so yeah. brands that are doing good, you know, kind of being more thoughtful about, um, you know, the supply chain or the impact that they're making environmentally or socially. So that's something I'm really excited about in the um, public's increased interest in that is really hundred percent. I think I'm frustrated by, you know, it seems like it's frustrating that in the media, there's just like an influx of information that there's so much information that people are trying to be educated and they're trying to learn and they're trying oh my to do good by themselves. Yeah. And mm. that there's so much information on the internet that people are getting overwhelmed and they're they getting just tap information out. or they tap out. Yeah. So that's like frustrating. You know, that's kind of like a something that, or they get duped by brands yeah. that don't give a fuck. Exactly. You know, they buy into buy. it or they believe it or, you know, so that's kind of frustrating. But I am excited by the general movement towards conscious capitalism. I think that is something that like, I love so much. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And it is, it's like, oh, you just kind of have to commit to staying in the game that even if there, you know, there are brands out there that are fluky or like people have a lot of marketing and mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. what's the truth underneath just to stay in it mm-hmm. and keep you know hoping to find stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is very confusing, overwhelming mm-hmm. though. Yeah. It's so much, you know. Like, is but it a big brand too. or a small brand that's good? Like, exactly. Or which one's with, supporting like, the over information? It's like that's when you just need to like go back to basics. And I think a lot of the wellness industry, you know, and a lot of the things we talked about today, like breath work is free, tea is very affordable coconut oil is very affordable. You know, sometimes the most natural and basic things are very affordable and very easy. And we know that that's what we need. You know, a lot of times people know it, but they, you know, to lose weight, people know that they need to expel more 
calories than they take in at a very general basic level. Um, but people want to count macros and they want to, you know, freak out about this or that. So it's like coming back to like knowing what that, you know, deep down in your heart, what's good for you and what's yeah. best for you from like a wellness perspective. It's hard to be still and it's hard to be calm. Mm-hmm. And it, that's where that's where I think most of the like self-honesty stuff that I'm kind of referring to comes from is it's really hard to like get alone with yourself. And like, there's so many, there's so much noise coming at us all the time that you start to become so acclimated to it. It's actually hard to like turn it all off. 100%. It's like... um the first time I went to Ojai, I was like, oh. I, I was like, oh, if you were running from anything or like <laughs> going through a breakup or you were trying to like be dishonest with yourself, you couldn't even be here because it's so quiet. You can hear every like thought in your own head. But um, I think kind of forcing yourself into that situation or scenario every so often, it's like a mm. make yourself work out or something. It's like a little bit of a discipline to be like, okay, get quiet or get alone. Mm-hmm. And make sure that like what mm. you're manifesting or what you're thinking about or who you're becoming is actually you yourself and I, what you intend. Yep. Not like overly influenced. Like pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Where are you? What are you doing? What are you wearing? Who are you with? Yeah. That is the pre-midlife you know, crisis. Like, you know keeps you from getting to that place where you're like, oh, how did I end up here? You'll never end up in that place totally. if you're... You know, I mean, that's so amazing to hear that so many of your listeners are in that place a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. go with that and be always checking in with yourself because it'll, you can make small adjustments all the time that are so like, will make your life much more graceful than if you need to make an abrupt, abrupt turn, yes. you know, when you're older. Totally. Oh, man. That's so beautiful. This is so wonderful. Thank mm-hmm. you for being here, Suzanne. Oh. Ooh. This is so beautiful. Was great. <laughs> I was like, I was like sitting here. I'm like, oh my god, so many quotable moments. Yeah, here with you, Suzanne. I'm yeah. gonna sing a song. Yeah, I'm really, gonna sing a song. Really tweetable. Where can people connect mm-hmm. with you? <laughs> oh, okay. So thechalkboardmag.com is our site. Like I said, we're there every day. We have um, a twice weekly newsletter that goes out. That's a good way to like get yourself hooked on it, so you don't forget, you know, mm. the resource. Speaking of like noise and all the things that are around us, Instagram, we're the chalkboard mag. We try to like put as much meaning in there as we can, even though it's fun and pretty and whatever. We try to like get some of that meaningful stuff out into Instagram too. So that's like a nice little uplift. Um, And, you know, basically the chalkboard mag across social anywhere. Yeah. Oh, and can I mention actually so exciting for us. Um, Monday, we launched our first holiday pop-ups. Yes. This I saw that. Yes. Wait, Congrats. where? So they're only in California, but um, we um, have never done a retail project offline. We Our shop um, on the site has been really fun for us digitally for a long time, but we just launched um, a pretty tightly curated wellness, beauty, home... A um, couple cookbooks in there, some really stunning kitchen stuff in five different locations of Press Juicery, our parent company. So Abbott Kinney, Manhattan Beach, Larchmont, oh, Beach Cities. Yeah, Where am I, I forgetting? That. But yeah, so they're so really it's in cute. So it's in the press store? They're in the press store. Cool. And I don't know when this goes live, so you could always cut this. But if you register for our open house on Sunday, you get a free Press juice refreeze Sunday with Sugarfina, including the Sugarfina gummy green juice gummy bears. Oh my gosh. Or a free juice, depending on what store you go to. But damn. Cool. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. Okay, cool. We'll definitely tell everyone and 
I'm sure everyone knows about that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Guys. I'll be there. We'll Do be there. Do you guys not wish you could answer like live questions? That seems like a burning need. I'm like, I want to like mm. know what people are thinking. A hundred percent. I love them so much. Yeah. They, um, they're always at, they're asking us questions. <laughs> You're day. like, actually, we're overwhelmed. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Literally every day. We love them so much. But yeah, for guests too, we're, kind of, we're working on that as well. Yeah, that is true. Because there's like a lot of times people come on and they're like, oh, like we have threads. If you mm-hmm. come on again, we'll have like oh, a thread and, and we'll give people, we'll be like, what do you want to ask? And then we'll basically just ask whatever they want us That's to ask. That's fun. Yeah, it is really fun. Very cool. But you know what? To be honest, they'll DM you directly. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They're coming Watch for out. me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need us. <laughs> they, don't, they were basically just use us to get to <laughs> the good guests. <laughs> so fun. I love what you guys have going on Oh, here. thanks, Thank sister. you so Thanks much. for coming here. Yeah. So good. We love you. So, so we good. love the chalkboard mag. So excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Connect with Suzanne. Connect with them. Sign up for the newsletter. Yeah. And... See you guys at Press Juice. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. You always are. (laughs) We love love you guys. Have a good week. Bye. Almost 30 Nation. We hope you enjoyed that episode with Suzanne Hall. How cool is she? Uh, I'm sure you wrote down those emerging trends of 2018. I wrote them down. I'm going to Google the shit out of them, but we just appreciate you listening. And if you loved this episode and any others, share with your friends. You know, it's always nice to pass along things that you loved. Um, I'm sure other people will get something out of it too. So thank you again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes. Um, And if you haven't already, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash almost 30. You can donate a few bucks a month to help us keep this train a rolling. We are so excited to bring you a ton of new content in the new year. So this really helps us out. And if you are a patron of Almost 30, you will receive exclusive content, extra episodes, video content from us, uh, our dad hats, sweet apparel, all of that. So we cannot wait to connect with you there as well. And a few thank yous. Thank you so much to Podcast Masters for editing our episodes, to our producer, Chloe Money, who's just killing the game. We love you. Thank you for coming down for our events. Thank you to everyone who has attended the last couple events of this this year, 2017. We have so many more in the new year. So look out for those. And thank you just to Almost 30 Nation. Y'all rock. Uh, Next week, we will be releasing an episode. It will be with Natalie Kuhn of Taryn Toomey. Oh my God. Natalie is like in a person. I cannot wait to share this. We cannot wait to share this with you. So stay tuned. December 26th, we will be releasing an episode. Watch it in your jammy or listen to it in your jammies um, with your fam or something or just by yourself. We love you guys. Have a wonderful holiday, whatever you celebrate. And we just can't wait to rock it in 2018 with you all. So join our secret Facebook group. Email us, DM us. We want to hear from you. Love y'all.